This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Beck UL Daily right here on the Beck UL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Tuesday. Presented, of course, by BetMGM as we look forward to Super Wildcard Weekend. At least that's what we're starting to call it here on the show. Joe is, so I'll jump on with him. It's Super Wildcard Weekend in the NFL. And joining us right now to talk about it, Connor Allen, 4 for 4 football, BetSperts, the Move the Line podcast, and the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com dot com to learn more all right connor before we dive into this weekend let's start off favorite nfl futures bet you made you cashed uh any takeaways as the you know the final regular season is over your process tell us about some of the futures you were in on this past season yeah this won't be much of a surprise to joe but uh bears under seven bears (laughs) under five and a half alt under and then bears worst record i i it was amazing i mean what a sunday lovey smith incredible job there you know getting the texans the win to give the bears the number one overall pick and to have the worst record uh it, it was awesome and the bears did a great job tanking you know rotating in nathan peterman uh you know and the other backup it, it was fantastic so uh, that was probably my favorite one that cashed but overall what i did notice uh, i did some research last year that player props season-long player props hit under mm-hmm. at 66 percent rate uh and my card this year went like i think i, I think i lost three overs and like out of the four that i bet and I lost, and I went like fifteen and one on unders. So I mean, if that doesn't hammer home the point, just bet unders across the board on player props. So much can go right over the course of the season. Man, yeah, yeah. You we <laughs> we talked about that before the season started. You came on with me on the score, and we were going over your favorite bets, and so many were correlated to a horrendous bear season. And you nailed it, man. Did did you have worst record too? Right? Didn't you have yep. that? Yeah, that was like um, fifteen to one. Yeah. Yeah, and if you play that in season, I think you got to 30 after that win over the Patriots on Monday Night Football. Like, oh, wild. Uh, let me follow up on something you just said there. You said alt-unders on the Bears' win total, and that's something we were just going over. Uh, I was looking at all of the win totals that hit by at least two games. Like, alts, right? 20 out of 32 win totals hit by at least a couple of games. And just some other takeaways, like anything in the awards market that jumps out, because – it looks to me like, okay, the betters, rather the voters, if it's Justin Jefferson, they've decided MVP, we all know, quarterback award. Comeback, if it's Goff or Geno, is a quarterback award now. And then offensive player is going to be the best running back or receiver or anything else going on with uh, some of the awards, stat categories, uh, alts, anything else to share that uh, people can keep in the back of their brain for next year? Yeah, the alt is a great point. So there's actually a few people who did research on it. And betting like the alt overs and alt unders is actually generally profitable on teams that you feel are more volatile. Uh, I know some, some of my friends will just go and put like, you know, tons of money on each side. And it's generally a profitable strategy every year because hmm. teams are really volatile. Like their win totals are not super accurate to what they're going to be because 
I mean, a guy gets injured, then, you know, their season becomes, you know, tanked. Uh, and then vice versa, teams break out all the time and end up having way, way higher, uh, you know, win, wins than their win total. I mean, the Eagles are a great example. You know, their win total opened at eight and a half, closed at nine and a half, and then they end up winning the 14 games in the season. So, uh, you know, I think that's a great example there as well. And then the awards market, the one I'm most interested in is coach of the year. Um, I'm biased. I have a 25 to one ticket on Sirianni, but I think that it's a three man race between him, Dable and Shanahan probably. Uh, I don't know who you guys think wins, but I think it's it'll just be come down to like second place votes from the voters, basically. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like it's going to be a close one when it comes to coach of the year. Um, what is one of your favorite ways, you know, to play or look at each playoff game or just your overall strategy? Yeah, I think in the in the futures market specifically, I think there's some fun like Super Bowl MVP bets. Um, two that I really like would be. Justin Herbert at 25 to one to win Super Bowl MVP. Right now you're looking at the Chargers at 20 to one to win the Super Bowl. So I think you're just basically getting an extra, you know, five, like, you know, five cents there um, because there's not really a chance that they win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. He doesn't win MVP um, just given how this team is made up here. He's going to kind of have to will them there. But this team is, you know, they're capable of beating anyone. I think that that's not the case for most teams in the, in, you know, left in the playoffs here. So I like that as a Super Bowl MVP look. And then also another one that's a little bit, you know, longer would be uh, Christian McCaffrey's like 18 to one to win Super Bowl MVP. I don't really see Brock Purdy winning it. I mean, he could certainly, but uh, I think McCaffrey would be the focal point here. And you're looking at matchups against Seattle to start whose run defense is horrible. Um, and, you know, I think that he could be the focal point of the offense in the passing game and the running game. So I think two, those are two, you know, not necessarily long shots, but middling ones that I think are solid looks. All right, let's go through these games here, Connor. We can, we can start with Saturday. Um, I think I kind of know where you're leaning in the Chargers game, considering you threw out a Justin Herbert uh, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, they got to get through this one. But Saturday, we get uh, two different kind of games. One, a 10-point number, Niners, 10-point favorite over Seattle. And then the night game, which should be very competitive. Chargers right now a one-point favorite over at BetMGM over the Jaguars. Go through those two games in terms of plays, either side, total, or maybe some props you're going to be looking at when the weekend's. Uh, your thoughts on those two matchups Saturday, Seahawks and the Niners, and then the Chargers and the Jags. Yeah, I actually think the Seahawks can keep it close close enough here. It's 10 points. Um, you know, I think that's a little bit too much here. And part of it has to do with the Niners. I don't really think they're going to put their foot on the gas. It'll probably be a run-heavy game plan. And their defense, you know, was awesome for through 16 weeks. The last two weeks against Jared Stidham and David Blau have been I mean, they've shown signs of weakness, which is very interesting. I don't know if it's just noise, if it's just the end of the season. You know, they're kind of have mostly stuff wrapped up. But um, I think that 10 points is a little bit too much here. So I like the Seahawks side. And I actually like the Chargers-Jags over uh, in that game because we look at both of these defenses here. The Chargers run defense is, you know, one of the worst in the league. So I expect them go, the Jags to go back to Travis, Travis Etienne after not seeing much work last game and really focus on that. And then on the other side here, this Jags secondary, bottom three in the league right now. I expect the Chargers to exploit that. Obviously, Mike Williams' status is uh, you know notable uh, after getting hurt in a mean, relatively meaningless game, which doesn't make sense. But you know, I, I think in this point, you could probably play Travis Etienne overs. You could probably look for Justin Herbert passing overs in, in terms of props. And then uh, circling back to the Niners props, I think Elijah Mitchell overs will be awesome because if they do get a lead, uh, he'll see a ton of work. And when him and McCaffrey do play together, like Mitchell sees a ton of work, uh, you know, almost split carries early on early down. So I like some Mitchell overs as well. Connor, you're obviously in on the Chargers, minus one. Uh, is this the bottom of the market? Do you think it goes back back up to closer where it was, to three, or can we see Jacksonville pick them, Chargers possibly a road underdog? Anything else to note in this game? 
No, I, I really think that this is about right here. Um, I, I guess my only take is just that I feel like the total is too low. I just both have, expect both offenses to have a good amount of success. I ultimately do expect the Chargers to come out on top here. But, yeah, I think, I think this is about right. I mean, maybe we'll see a climb back up here. But uh, it's not surprising given how – I think the Jags are a super volatile team. I mean, it would not surprise me to see them – you know, end up pulling this off, but I also wouldn't surprise me to see the Chargers win by double digits. So, um, you know, I, but I, I still think the Chargers overall are a significantly better team than the Jags. What about Dolphins, Bills, Dolphins, 10 and a half point dogs, still unclear if Tua uh, will be able to play due to the concussion, but gosh, it would be much more intriguing if he does play. Um, what do you like in this one? Yeah, I think that's the status that I'll be waiting on. Um, I think that this line is probably closer to like seven or seven and a half with Tua. Uh, and even at that point, I do like the Dolphins. We saw them narrowly lose like a snow game, uh, essentially to the Bills, you know, in Buffalo. And they obviously beat them in Miami when it was like 95 degrees. Uh, and so that will not be the case in this game. But I do think that if Tua is healthy and can make it through the whole game, uh, I mean, this certainly should not be 11 points so we'll see that probably move down to seven if he does play but I'm personally not willing to take that risk because if it's Skylar Thompson I mean you might as well just throw your ticket away because they're not going to cover the 11. Connor Allen joining us here for for football all right let's go to what uh, Joe's been dubbing the fraud bowl Giants and the Vikings 425 on Sunday the line is perfect isn't it it's it's right there at a field goal I mean he's played a few weeks ago very close game I, I just keep looking at that Minnesota injury report. I, I think Minnesota is a little bit better, Connor, but if they're banged up on the offensive line, Giants defensive line could cause trouble for them. What are you feeling here in this game? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, obviously, if the Giants go there and win this game. Yeah, I'll, I'll lean towards the Giants here getting three points. It's just like one of those things where the Vikings are, you know, bottom six or seven in overall DVOA on the season. Like you said, you know, the fraud bowl here and the Giants – they're not, they don't have any talent, but their coaching continues to elevate them. I think Brian Dab Dable has done a fantastic job. And I think that's something that's a little bit more sticky than the Vikings kind of just like outplaying who they have here because I just haven't noticed as much, uh, you know, coaching upgrades here from, from the Vikings versus the Giants. So give me the Giants here. They're, they're maximizing every edge. They're scheming guys open. They're getting pressure when they can. I mean, they're blitzing a ton. Uh, and we saw a close game last time. So give me, give me plus three here. Also, one notable thing was that the Vikings had a massive edge on the ground uh, for Dalvin Cook in the first quarter. Six carries for 40 yards in the first quarter. He saw just eight carries the rest of the game, despite them being a positive game script um, and only wound up with another 25 more yards. But they really just got away from the run for – seemingly no reason against the Giants run defense that's really not good so um if unless they if they go back to that maybe they have a better chance but I doubt they do yeah it doesn't seem like that number is going to move off the three what will move is probably the line for Sunday night football because we lack a lot of clarity there Baltimore at Cincinnati current point spread Bengals minus six and a half we don't know about the Ravens quarterback so uh let's start with the QB situation if it's Lamar What's the line? Do you believe it will be Huntley? And what are your player plays? Yeah, it's really tough because I have no idea. I mean, Lamar's injury came out of nowhere. And we thought it was like a one-week thing, maybe a two-week thing. Now we're at, you know, five-plus weeks without practice. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, is he going to come in and just be the same guy right away? Like, if it's really impacting his, his ability – I mean, I'm, I'm a little worried about them. That being said, I'm not willing to lay the six and a half here because a Lamar line is probably closer to like two and a half or three, uh, you know, at full health. So I think I'm probably waiting and seeing, uh, you know, on this one here. But I, I do think that the Bengals should have a ton of success through the air. Um, 
it's kind of crazy that they just played each other, but that was almost like Baltimore just, you know, thrown in the towel. They didn't really care too much about that game with Anthony Brown. So I do think that they find a way to get, you know, one of Huntley or Lamar in there uh, in a playoff game. Uh, I mean, hopefully. Otherwise, this game is going to be horrible uh, if we see Anthony Brown again because the Bengals will not take their foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then on Monday, two teams I don't trust, the Cowboys and the Bucks. Cowboys not playing their best football heading into the playoffs, I guess you could say. Tom Brady and Mike Evans kind of got their chemistry down a bit more. But, oh, gosh, I don't know. What, what is your take on this one? Yeah, I lean towards the Bucks at plus three. But, like, a month and a half ago, I had written down in my notes – like fade the Bucks in their first playoff game. Like they look horrible. You know, I, I don't want to take this team. It almost reminded me of the Tom Brady with the Patriots in his final year uh, with them where there was like, oh, their offense will just turn it on in the playoffs. They'll be fine. And then they lose in the first round of the Titans and like have multiple chances to get back into the game and they can't do it. And I, I just don't know because they, they started to play a little bit better. But on the other side, the Cowboys have played horrible. Like their defense has been like awful and their offense has been playing really bad as well against even a Washington team that had nothing to play for outside of just, you know, busting Dallas. So I think that really at this point uh, for me, it's a lean on bucks plus three, but I don't really like either side. Uh, quick question for you, Connor on the Eagles. They're off this week, obviously with the bye. Jalen hurts came back this past Sunday. It seemed like he was doing everything not to get that shoulder hit. He's was back, but he didn't play like himself. Last 10, number one seeds in the NFC. Uh, of the 10, it's been as likely to get knocked out in the first game as win the Super Bowl, too. If I, if I had to give those two choices for the Eagles, knocked out next weekend or win the Super Bowl, what do you think is more likely? Oh, man. Um, I'll go with knocked out next weekend because I love, I, I've loved the Eagles since the preseason. But I think at this point, like, we've seen them basically play no one. And when they have played better teams, like they've, you know, they, they've run into some buzzsaw there. So, I mean, I think that more li- most likely they'll lose to the San Francisco 49ers. But I think that, you know, if you have to give me two choices here, I think that they lose by a ton if they make it to the Super Bowl um, against either, you know, Chiefs, Bills, maybe Chargers. Um, and I think that their team's good. They're not necessarily bad. They're just a little bit overrated given their schedule, given who they played. And then Jalen Hurts still kind of coming back here, uh, you know, from injury. Would you bet AFC minus three and a half against the NFC representative in the Super Bowl? Is that a sucker's bet? Oh, I mean, if you were able to get like a three, I would take it. Three and a half is too much because I do think that the Niners can put up a good fight against anyone. Because my only fight, my only worry with them generally is like if they get you know punched in the mouth, if they go down fourteen points, how can can they recover against Mahomes or a Josh Allen? Like, is that even possible for Brock Purdy? Uh, and that's mm-hmm. kind of my concern with them in general. So. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would lean towards AFC. I'm not sure I'd lay three and a half, though. Any other um, futures you're considering or dabbling with right now that we haven't touched on? Yeah, I guess two that we, you know, I guess I, I already talked about a little bit here would be like Niners to win uh, the NFC. It's like plus around plus 200. I think plus 175 in most spots is a solid look. I think that if you wanted to just and take the, draft. the Chargers. And the draft. What? you're gonna oh, yeah. you're gonna bet the draft. draft. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah no we got uh i mean draft season's coming up too i mean this is the best time of year for sure i'm, I'm super excited um but yeah really not not too many futures otherwise in the, in the playoffs but i do think that you know the draft for those of you who don't bet on it or did not bet on it last year it is literally the best betting event of the season of the year it is an information market if you know what's going to happen you don't have to watch a game be played you don't have to see some crazy backdoor cover or a bad beat 
it just happens. Like, you know, Trayvon Walker's going number one. He goes number one. That's it. And you win. So it's, it's awesome. It's the best event of the year. <laughs> There's no fumble at the 20-yard line that destroys your bet. No Joe Flacco playing in week 18 destroying a Steelers future bet yep. for this Joe Connor, we appreciate you hopping on. Connor Allen, 44 Football on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Our playoff futures next right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.